Hello and welcome to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes of Haynes Real Estate. We are a residential brokerage here in the South Bay area of Greater Los Angeles, where I specifically cover Palos Verdes, Redondo Beach, Hermosa Beach, and Manhattan Beach, along with surrounding areas in the South Bay. Welcome to another fresh episode. It is Tuesday, November 14th. We are just about a week or so away from Thanksgiving, so I hope you all have some plans to visit with friends and family and hopefully get a nice four-day vacation from work. We are gearing up for the winter selling season, maybe take out selling because it's typically a time where we get some incredible deals for our buyer clients over the next three months. I'll be talking about that more in future podcasts. Today's episode, we're doing kind of a microcast with two topics, one specifically a hard-hitting topic with the California affordability number debuting this past week. This is a huge number, you guys, because I believe it's one of the greatest predictors and forecasters of where our local residential real estate markets may go, or at least the path of least resistance for prices. And then I'm also going to talk about a new California law that affects security deposits. So I'm going to start off with security deposits first because it's a quick one, and then we'll dive into the ever important affordability number, focus on that, and hopefully get you guys out of here in 20 minutes or less, but with some really super helpful real estate information. So without further ado, let's get to it. Topic number one, Governor Newsom signed into law a few weeks ago a brand new law limiting security deposits. Now, let me tell you what California law says right now or what it said before this law so you can get an idea. California law limits security deposits to just two months rent for unfurnished rentals and three months rent for furnished rentals. That was the standard for a long time. That is now changing under AB 12, which was passed by our California legislature and then, like I said, signed into law by Governor Newsom. AB 12 is now limiting security deposits even more. It is now limiting security deposits to one month's rent across the board. So that is, that is significantly lowering security deposits for renters in all residential units. This applies to every single unit with the exception for small landlords if you own two properties and four units or less, you can abide by the old laws. However, that is waived if a tenant is a member of the military or the property is owned under a corporation or real estate investment trust. This law will go into effect 
July 1st of 2024, so it still does not apply from now until the middle of the year, and the old law will apply, but this is great information for everyone. If you're a property owner and landlord, for you to prepare for lower security deposits, and if you're a tenant or renter looking for property or a place to live and rent, the second half of 2024, you will have even lower security deposits. So that's big news. Obviously, the law is designed to make it less onerous on tenants to strike such big checks to move in. And then, of course, landlords who oftentimes don't need the entire security deposits when people move out. However, there are some unhappy parties saying it is not enough security to protect units for those rare circumstances that you get a really bad tenant. I will leave those political debates uh, aside, and you can talk about that or think about it on your own. But the new law starts middle of next year. Security deposits will now be limited to just one month's rent. Okay, moving on to the topic or the star of the podcast today, which is the California Housing Affordability Index. That number was released by the California Association of Realtors just last week. You guys, you know this has been a huge number for me to cover. I covered it five years ago, six years ago on occasion, but starting 11 quarters ago, really during COVID as we were having this real estate surge and as we were starting to maybe see some things slowly slow down due to interest rates, I started covering the California Housing Affordability Index quarterly because I saw some numbers flashing a red light. Now, a lot of you listen to the podcast every time we release an episode or you read my weekly blog so you're familiar with the Housing Affordability Index. But if you will just give me a minute or so to explain what this is to our new listeners or first-timers or ones who haven't listened to the Housing Affordability Index number, let me set it in stone, okay? You guys, the Housing Affordability Index number can come out between one and a hundred. Essentially, the number says what percentage of Californians can afford the median priced homes with current interest rates, prices, taxes, and insurance. So let me give you an example. If the number is released and it's at a number at 67, that means 67% of California's population can afford the medium-priced home. They take a bell curve of income distribution, calculate everyone's income, and then do the principal interest taxes and insurance and the medium-priced home. They assume 20% down, and it produces a number. 67% would be a high majority of the population where California can afford medium-priced homes. I don't think the number's ever gotten that high. A number of 34 means 34% of the population can afford a medium-priced home. At today's prices and rates, number of four, a number of 14 would be 14% and so on and so forth. Okay, that's how you decipher the number. 
to give you some historical perspective on where numbers have been. When we hit the Great Recession and prices plummeted and no one was buying homes and people were scared and losing their jobs, the affordability index number went above 50%. I think it approached 53, 54, 55% of Californians could afford the medium priced home with 20% down based on their income, prices, and interest rates. Back during the Great Recession, housing affordability fell to an all-time low of just 11% of Californians being able to afford the medium-priced home, and that hit 11 right before the bubble popped, and we went down to uh, uh, all-time lows or a huge, huge drops in housing prices. Typically, when you throw out the Great Recession, we have seen other housing recessions hit at around 17, 18. The high teens is when we have hit housing affordability that is normally followed by a housing recession. So that's typically what we see. The Great Recession got down to such a low number at 11% because of these liar loans where people didn't have to produce income or assets to qualify for mortgages. So affordability got squeezed and we'll probably <laughs> never see that again, although the number is so darn low this quarter that maybe we will get there. So hopefully that helps you. Generally, high teens is about as low as we go in affordability. And when you get above 30%, 40%, 50%, that's generally a time where the market's healthy on the lower end. And when you get 40, 50%, you should be buying with both hands because the more people that can afford homes, the more buyers you have waiting in line to buy homes and hopefully push prices up. So hopefully that explanation works for a lot of you uh, that are listening for the first time and a good refresher for the rest of you all. So let's get to the number. Q3 housing affordability, according to CAR, just hit a very scary number, or at least a very bad number in my mind. We hit a number of just 15% affordability. You guys, this number should make all of us sweat. Uh, I want you guys to talk about, I wrote my first flashing red blog or, or the warning signs may be flashing red blog 10 quarters ago in 2021 of Q2 when the number was released at 23%. And I went, wow, we are at all-time low interest rates and we are at just 23% affordability and the market is on fire. Fast forward from that 2021 Q2 blog a year later, in Q3, we dropped to 17% as interest rates were beginning to rise. And what I said was, is the warning was officially here because outside of the Great Recession, all other housing pullbacks within the state had occurred when we hit in the high teens and 17% was right on that number. Now, you guys, at 2022 Q2, we have now had five or six quarters after that, we were bouncing between 17, 18%, 17%, 19%. So we were holding that line amid interest rates climbing. But we have fallen now to 15%, which is a huge drop. 
and quite frankly, just not sustainable and something that should make us all a little bit worried. Okay, so that is the latest number. What is interesting about this number is, is we are still at sky high medium prices for California. And the number has really plummeted. And I predicted this in the last podcast and last blog of going interest rates last time around were in the high fives or low sixes. And I went, we are now at 7%. So I thought the number would drop even more. And the effective fixed rate mortgage for this quarter was calculated at 7.14%. So that jump again in interest rates is really what destroyed affordability even more by two or three percentage points. And what's funny is, is the 30-year rate this quarter in Q4, which we'll be waiting on, is higher than 7.14%. And in some cases over the past few weeks, we were in the high sevens, although I know it's pulled back because the 10-year rate has fallen by about a half a percent. So you guys, very scary number. I want you to know that year over year, the medium-priced home is still higher throughout the state, but the income needed to afford a home, the medium-priced home is only up 2.2% year over year, but the income you've had to make in order to afford that has jumped $30,000, which is well over 10%. Last year, it was $191,000 you needed to make to afford the medium-priced home. And today, it's now $221,000. Now, keep in mind, the medium-priced home is $843,000. When you talk about the South Bay, medium prices in North Redondo, South Redondo, Rancho Palos Verdes are right around one and a half. So do you really need to make about $400,000 for more affordable markets in the South Bay? Or if you're talking about Palos Verdes Estates or Manhattan Beach, where you have prices approaching $3 million, they've actually dipped below that. But we are looking at potentially if you were in the mid to high twos, you may need to make six to seven hundred thousand dollars to afford the median priced home in Manhattan Beach or Palos Verdes estates based on current prices and or interest rates. Okay. That is a significant amount of money. And again, fewer and fewer people can afford these medium priced homes. Let's talk about some other interesting stats. Um when you look at um, the the Los Angeles County numbers, LA County is less affordable than the Bay Area. You guys, for years, the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, tech, housing prices were surging and so strong in the Bay Area. They took a big hit during COVID. They've been slower to recover. And L.A. County crossed over being less affordable about a year ago and continues to be significantly less affordable compared to the Bay Area. L.A. County was also more unaffordable than Orange County, where traditionally Orange County has been more unaffordable. However, this quarter, both L.A. County and Orange County plummeted on affordability, where only 11% of their residents can afford the medium-priced home. You guys, that is shocking because 
right before the Great Recession hit, we were at 11% affordability in California, LA County, Orange County. So we are at Great Recession type or pre-Great Recession unaffordability right before the bubble bursts. I'm not trying to be a doomsdayer because we are on so much better footing according to underwriting. And previous buyers, if you bought any time before the last 18 months, two years, you have loads of equity and probably an interest rate at 3% or lower. What's interesting is nationally, U.S. affordability sits at 34% of the population. So a much better number, a much more affordable number across the country. And before the Great Recession hit, when you looked at national affordability, it was much worse. National affordability was actually at 11%, if you can believe it, which really shows you what those liar loans did, those no appraisal loans did, where nationally it was incredibly unaffordable, which is why we had this huge collapse of the financial markets because the entire United States housing market was overvalued and completely unaffordable. But that said, California has now matched its unaffordability back before the Great Recession. But it is nice to see that the United States is still much more affordable than we were before the Great Recession. Okay, you guys, so housing affordability index numbers at 15%. This is the single lowest number, the worst number we've seen since 2007, right before the bubble bursts. So you guys, this is a worrisome number without a doubt. Let me give you a few takeaways before I wrap up the podcast. You guys, certainly this is an ugly, ugly number. And normally when we get this low on affordability in California, it has to follow with some sort of housing recession. If you've listened to my podcast last time around on the quarterly numbers, we have actually seen prices come down and in many areas close to double digits or double digits the previous four quarters. So you've seen a pullback of 10% in Manhattan Beach. You've seen a pullback in Palos Verdes estates by 10%, and you're seeing pullbacks in other areas of the South Bay. That is healthy because simply our markets are unaffordable. Do I believe a huge real estate crash is imminent? No, I don't. And the reason is because people can afford their homes. Most people have 3% interest rates and are choosing not to sell. To have really big real estate crashes, you need four sellers. You need over-levered sellers. And you're seeing that in maybe the office and commercial markets with adjustable rates and huge vacancies. But in the residential housing market, you have people with tons of equity, you have people with low rates, and lots of people with employment, good jobs, and wealth. There are no mass layoffs. There are not forced sellers. There are no foreclosures. So really, we are in a healthy market. But that being said, it's not a healthy market for buyers or even sellers, but Prices are staying somewhat stable because of the low, low inventory because, again, there are no forced sellers or people who own property want to keep their homes because of their low interest rates, which have now become an asset. So, you guys, what do I think happens from here? Look, if we stay at sky-high interest rates 
over the next few years and hold the line on prices, I do think uh, I do think eventually we will have to have a correction in housing prices because buyers just can't keep up with pricing or affordability. That being said, we just had a new CPI number hit today. Inflation has come way down. The 10-year is coming way down, and there's a lot of pundits that say the Fed is done hiking rates, and there's a lot of pundits who are predicting that they may actually even cut rates into the second half of next year. If they cut rates, if mortgage rates come down in the next six to nine months, well, guess what? Lower interest rates will help fuel affordability back up again. How much? Do, does does it help? I don't know, but if we get into the high teens or reach a 20 number again, that will be significantly helpful. And if supply stays constrained, then we'll have somewhat of a healthy market that I think remains flat. So I'm not a doomsdayer by in this by any means, but the next six to nine months are going to be critical. Do mortgage rates stay high or do they begin to come down, which eases this affordability crisis, okay? The next six to nine months, I think, are really gonna tell us what's going on. This 15% number is ugly, but I do believe the market can withstand the number over the next half a year, if not another year. And if rates come down, that will be a huge deal for this marketplace. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show, you guys. Thanks for joining me. Remember those new security deposit laws coming down the road, and we need to watch this affordability index number like a hawk. It's crazy, crazy unaffordable out there. I do think the market will withstand it, but we do desperately need interest rates to come down to give some relief to buyers and the market in the future. You guys, thanks for joining me on another episode of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. Take care, happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next time.